and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yep. When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Carrie Poppy. And hey, today... Carrie Poppy. Oh, hey, Ross. Wait, who's this person over here? We brought a very special guest. Mr. Drew Spears. Mr. Drew Spears. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. Glad well, to be back. Yeah, welcome back to the show. It's been... It's the live show. The no. live show, yeah. Many you, episodes you, that you've been on this show. Oh, yes, yeah. true. But most recently, took some homeopathy. How have you been feeling? Oh, boy. I don't think I've been sick since having that homeopathy, so okay. I, I can't say it didn't work. Yeah, no. And that actually would mean it didn't work, because okay. remember, you took too much, and I she did warned us not to do that. I took a lot. Yeah. I took a lot of those. You ate like 30 of them. They definitely weren't just sugar pills. Also, some things have happened between then and now. Uh, yeah. Drew and I are back together, Ross. That's, Yay! That's yeah. true. We, we are, in fact, back together. That explains all the kissing earlier. <laughs> yeah. Glad to be back together. Glad to be back on the show. I think uh, our listeners are happy to hear this. You know, I hope so. If not, question why you have such a strong opinion about... <laughs> two strangers' personal <laughs> lives. But no, everyone was very sweet when we separated and everyone was respectful of boundaries and that was very heartening. So congratulations for cultivating a fan base that were not weirdos about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, remarkable in this day and age. And if any of you are weirdos about it, you can take it up with me. Yeah, write to Ross directly. Please. If you're a weirdo. Please and In general. You. Yeah. Write to Ross directly. I don't want it. <laughs> Anyway. Hey, yeah, what are we here to talk about? That's not the only thing we do with Drew. Not just us both kissing on him. Right. We also take him to psychics. Yeah, Yeah, this was my first ever psychic that I had been to. What? Really? Yeah. I mean, at least like a live mediumship. We went and had my palm read once by someone at the state fair early on when we were dating. But other than that, I have never been there in person. Wow, that's wild. I'm glad we could expose you to a psychic. It's very interesting. I have a lot of thoughts, but like one of the first things was this Cindy Keza's tour has so many like stops at improvs. And as someone who works in comedy and also was a club comic in my like late teens and early 20s and yeah. worked improvs, it is just like an interesting pulse check that like on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, apparently uh, live comedy is not drawing as well as a medium. And mm-hmm. first thing I was kind of shocked by, place packed. This was probably like yeah. 200 people. Solid audience. So- very solid for a Tuesday. And when Drew says the improv, he means the comedy theater, the improv, which usually does not have improv in yes, it. It the, has stand-up comedy. Yeah, the nationwide chain. It kind of functions. There's the original improv in California. And then there's almost like franchisee chains where like people will own like a couple of different ones in a given area. Mm -hmm. When I was performing in Florida, someone owned some around the coast of South Florida that I would kind of do the loop on. So I would imagine if she's probably doing a lot in the greater Southern California, she probably has kind of gotten on this loop and they know that she's a draw. So and what she's doing is a form of improvisation. Yeah. 
Fair. Got to say that. Well, we mentioned that we were going to go back and see her in Mm -hmm. our last episode. And we were all ready to go that Saturday to Brentwood. Yeah, we had put in reservations. Mm -hmm. Hold seats for us in Brentwood. We're going to be there because Brentwood, as we all know, is a town in Los Angeles. It sure is. Right over. Rotten into fame by the O.J. Simpson trial. Correct. Right. uh, And murder. And murder. uh, Alleged murder. Well, they definitely died. Okay, yes. Someone murdered them. The murder of Nicole Brown. Simpson and Ron Goldman. He was found not guilty. In wow, you just law. pulled those names like yeah. right I mean, up. I mean, it's the most famous court case in the last. Would you? Years. Would you have been able to do that? I couldn't remember. I would have gotten Ron Nicole Goldman. Brown Simpson. No, I, I would have struggled right. for it, but yeah. I could have gotten Ron Goldman. But yeah, Brentwood, the place where they like used to call blowjobs of Brentwood hellos during the trial, and oh. like it was like a, wow. a big. You, this was in uh, was, the FX series. I was okay. not tapped a into that. A Brentwood hello is what they would call a blowjob in Brentwood, Los Angeles, which is where we thought we were going. For a blowjob. But... This is all to say that we're not crazy. We saw Brentwood and we thought, oh yeah, we can drive really? to Brentwood. Easy peasy. Turns out there's a Brentwood, California up in between like Stockton and yeah, Bay San Area. Francisco. And not- it's five and a half hours from us and we realized this we like... We were putting it in the GPS and just I was putting it like, in my GPS Damn, and like, how long will this take? Constantly, what? this GPS is fucking up. At first I thought, does it think I'm walking? <laughs> okay, I'll fix yeah. it. Oh, no. What? Yeah, I started by naming the comedy club and I guess it was the only one by that name yep. and so it was suggesting a plane flight <laughs> like, oh, wait what and this is the day of the event right and I hadn't noticed you texted me already so I'm looking at directions like oh this is a problem and so I go to message you and I see that you're already saying oh yeah we can't do tonight it's a little far but fortunately she was coming back down south to do a gig at another improv, this one in Ontario instead of Oxnard. So we're trying to hit every improv that begins with an O. Ontario CA. Yes. <laughs> Which could also be Ontario We Canada. had to double check. It wasn't giving us plane tickets She also to had one on Wednesday in Irvine. So like that's like, yes. I mean, she's that's doing a pretty, sh- yes. That's I mean, why we didn't go to it. How fortunate are we that she gave a show here and then she goes up to Brantwood, mm-hmm. gives a show there, and then she comes she back comes to back us. She comes back for us? Come on. Yeah. Thank now, you, Cindy. Oh, and by the way, I have a message for you. Hi. Hi. This was a long drive again, but in the opposite direction. Thankfully, Carrie was driving. I could snooze in the back. Oh, yeah. You took a nice long nap. Oh, that was great. We piled up my orange Prius. Hatchback. Hatch- Prius C. No, it's not a hatchback. Your Prius is a hatchback. It, my you, Matrix was a hatchback. You Prius- I would have called the Prius C a hatchback. Yeah. What? Like, a hatchback is anything that's not a tr- typical trunk. All right. Yeah, it may be another several months before I'm allowed back on the show again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's a hatchback. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have one too. Yeah, I've I've sat in that trunk. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So we get there, and this is the the improv in Ontario, California, at the Ontario Mills shopping mall. So. Let there be no confusion as to where we were and where Cindy Kesa was. That's where you should drop your little GPS pin if you follow everywhere Ross and Gary go. And this was a momentous day. We'd rescheduled to September 11th. Yes, maybe you've heard of it. We were speculating whether or not it would come up in the show itself. Mm -hmm. And And whether she would talk to people who died that day. day. Or on any September 11th. 
So I like to define our terms on the show. I'm guessing most people know what we're talking about, but just in case, in the United States in September 11th, 2001, there was a very famous terrorist attack where two planes were flown into the World Trade Center and it killed, what, like 3,000 people, something like yeah, that? Over 2, 000, lot, yeah, over 2,000. A lot of if people, you if to you believe the, the official story. Line, yes. Which... I felt that coming out of your mouth as it <laughs> happened. But we do. It definitely yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah. It happened that. It happened pretty much as they said. But anyway, yeah, we wondered, well, okay, a medium on September 11th, she might be talking to some of those 3,000 people. And we're fighting traffic to get there. So yet again, we ended up in the back of the room. Mm-hmm. It, it was a full room. It was very impressive. 250 people, maybe? Yeah. I would say, yeah, 200, 250. It you definitely know, was sold out, no vacancy, super no vacancy. But even with being in the back, we had an excellent sight line. Yeah. That improv is kind of spread out in a very, I would say, not very advantageous to comedy way, where it's very deep, but then narrow, and mm. then kind of curves in a way, so you can never really see the entire audience at once. Oh, okay. That's just a personal pet peeve of mine as a performer. But yeah, it was very similar to the last venue, because it was owned by the same people, had the same menu, and yes. uh, same situation where you had a bunch of tables with people sitting around. But I like that they left the lights on this time. Well, at the other one, the lights were higher than usual for a show. Yeah, but, but yeah, this one, they were just like, let's just flip the switch on and leave it. I kept waiting for them to dim down the lights and they didn't Uh, i understand why and it's i'm I'm sure it's so that cindy can make better like eye contact with the performers and Mm -hmm. probably also read what they're doing facially and make some assumptions based on the way they look and how she's going to read them Mm -hmm. but for ambiance it was kind of a letdown i wanted something a little spooky like have the lights down a kind of seancey type it was definitely a a trade-off in ambiance yeah yeah there's definitely a bunch of different styles some of them do the spooky thing but i'd say it's not really in vogue that much anymore in vogue is a good way to say it because i think more recently there have been a lot of people like Teresa caputo who eschew that traditional dark room Mm -hmm. and the gauze and the other trappings of a seance and now it's hollywood lights and Mm -hmm. bright colors well maybe not even spooky but just like from an ambiance of an audience member i like to be in constant darkness yeah Mm -hmm. yeah no i get it it. so as we were sitting down one of the last available tables i was bumping shoulders with this man sitting next to me kind of looked over at him and said hey you excited for tonight and he said uh oh okay brought here against your will and he was sitting next to his, I don't know, significant other, I would assume. And uh, <laughs> I was like, All right, it's okay. You don't have to say anything. <laughs> but I was already really curious. Okay, what's this guy's deal? What's his perspective on this? Yeah. But he clearly was not excited to be there. He wasn't excited to have a conversation with the psychic. I'm guessing he was there because his girlfriend or some such wanted mm-hmm. him to be. And this time we had, I think, a higher preponderance of men than at the last Cindy Kaza show, though definitely still outnumbered by women. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And and definitely a racially diverse room. Mm-hmm. So we had brought something with us. <laughs> yeah. This is really good. Carrie sent me a picture of this beforehand. This is brilliant. This is a great idea. Oh, thank you. I made bingo cards for each of us. Bingo. We each had two bingo cards. One bingo card had names from the top 100 names of the last 100 years from Social Security. And the other had things she had read in the last show for other people. Mm. Just to see if she... A combination of names and traits. Yeah. Are these things Mm -hmm. she trots out a lot? Guesses she's found work. So... 
Yeah, just to see how much does she play this same show over and over again, or is she really uh, led by the spirit? Right, right. So I had picked out the yellow cards. I had options on my bingo lineups like Scotty, Richard, Sue, Susan, Sammy or Sam, Charlie, Scooter, Anna, Hank, Heart Attack, Catholic, Falling Out (laughs) with a Brother, Bullet Casing, Mary or Maria, Young Man Murdered, Happy Birthday, my favorite, Dead Person Says Hi, <laughs> Chronic Anxiety, Overdose, A Boat, that kind of stuff. Tracheotomy, that's boat. a good one. Okay, I had orange. One of my sheets had names like Thomas, Gary, Karen, Melissa. And then the other one with things from the last show had Francis, Patrick, Marge, Gretchen, Anne, Compass, Dementia, Heavy Smoker, War Veteran, Hypochondriac, Lawsuit, Agent Orange, Lung Cancer, Cosmetology, Psychic Child, Lawyers, nurse, dead person says hi. <laughs> I put that one on everyone. We got that was a free spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got so close to Agent Orange in this one. So yes, close. Yes, I had uh, you know your usual preponderance of boring names that were popular over the last two hundred years, and then things like <laughs> super fast death, sleeping pills, blood cancer, misdiagnosis. Mary or Maria, dead person says hi, of course. <laughs> dead person with good morals, dead baby. I highly recommend this for anybody going to a psychic show to have these bingo cards. It was hilarious. <laughs> it, it was very fun. It definitely kept me engaged the entire Yeah, because then you're really paying attention. Well, what's she going to say? Do I have it? Do I have uh, it? And the guy sitting next to me, he was very keenly aware of me filling out this bingo card and very <laughs> interested in what was going on. So I uh, thought I had come up with this idea, but we found out that some people are doing this, and this is clever also, they're doing it with cold reading techniques. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having a bunch of common things that a psychic or a cold reader might say, like sensing there's a wound in the head area. Mm -hmm. You had an accident involving water as a child. Right. So we should make some standard issue psychic bingo cards. Yeah, that'd be fun too. People can take Mm -hmm. to their performances. That's a great idea. I think bingo, it was such a clever idea because it kind (laughs) of- I guess, thank you. Very clever. And it was interesting as a first time person at one of these events, how much like bingo kind of mirrored what she was doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) We can kind of get into it, but like I was on like, okay, because I had heard from you all that her- last performance didn't go so hot so Mm -hmm. i was like what is this gonna be like and then seeing the performance and kind of seeing how she gathered information and honed in on people it was very reminiscent of bingo in which she would float out a bunch of different ideas and people would be like oh i think that's me and then it would be like well not yet no (laughs) that's not it and then it's like oh wait Mm -hmm. that's that and that and then she like has enough to like go in on bingo yeah (laughs) and that that was a big debate if we get a bingo do we yell out bingo bingo that'd be kind of fun we'll find out So she came out and she did her usual intro. I say usual, having only seen her once before, but probably. But I've seen enough interviews and snippets Mm. that I know this is her standard introduction. And boy, nothing more fun than when you're going to see a live show than 20 minutes of rules. (laughs) Yeah, she has a lot of rules. Fair. She's pretty entertaining as she dishes them out, though. And she did ask who had seen her before. So we got to raise our hands that time. Well, Ross and I did. And then a waiter came and asked for our orders, and we were like, oh, cool. We'll all share some dishes. And It's a, a two-item minimum, so right. we just ordered a ton of just appetizers. Like, what's vegetarian on the menu? We'll have that. And I think we're all in agreement about the worst item. Oh, oh I didn't even touch the worst n- item. No question. So then I can't speak on, to it, but it looked terrible. On the then, count of three. One, one two, two, three. Nachos. nachos. 
Holy shit! How do you fuck what that up? What is wrong with those? Okay, improv of Whoa. Ontario, fix these nachos. Yeah, you know what? If you Please, take sir, nothing else, so it. many, so many chips. <laughs> did the chips? You, well, you didn't even have one. No, I didn't have one. I, well, they then let terrible. us tell you about okay, them. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so the cheese was cold and like plasticky. The bean-like material was this insipid sauce. What was that? I'm it not was sure like what it was. Bean goop, but it had the like same, a bean spread. Had the same consistency as the cheese, and they were yes. just kind of lumped together. Both and, of which are like the consistency of diarrhea, with a few tomatoes sprinkled on and, and some jalapenos and guacamole that didn't even taste like avocado. I don't know what was in it. It was like two dollars to add the guacamole, uh, and it was just that little lump. In the yeah. middle of, oh, we added a dollop of guacamole. Uh, and it was bad. <laughs> As someone who had been paid my fair share of performing in uh, improv food back in Florida, mm-hmm. this was really substandard. And granted, <laughs> yeah. they're not really doing a menu for vegetarians or vegans, sure. especially where we were pretty deep into the valley, but it, it was lackluster. <laughs> oh my God, it was so bad. If you only take one thing from These are this tough series, problems that we're facing. <laughs> the nachos are bad for at you, the improv Ontario. <laughs> All right, so... Bunch of other appetizers, We had six appetizers. It was honestly too much, but when you're not, like, drinking at a a place like that, you have to order food. That was dinner. Though the hummus, quite good. Hummus, quite good. They had a good Caesar salad. And the pretzel sticks. Anyway, okay, that's not why we're here. (laughs) So she goes through her thing, and of course, the first thing we have to do is give applause for the big man himself. God. 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 So we all clap, and she's like, I believe in God so much. Yeah, okay. I I try to think of like when I believed in God, if I would have said, I believe in him so much. Let me state the degree of my belief. Yeah. It sounds disingenuous. I have such a high degree of certainty in God's existence. Yeah, I believe in him him so much. much. And she does later on explain that like, oh yeah, I can see Jews and all different kinds of people. Faith is faith. And even people Mm -hmm. who are agnostic or non-believers, they're up there. Even them. Even them. Skeptics. But it's when she's talking about God, I sure did get a classic Christian. Christian oh, God, 1, big man, long beard, mm-hmm. on a cloud, no yes. bottom half. She I, doth protest so much. Yeah. I think this also might come back to the why isn't it creepy anymore thing. I think she probably knows and Teresa Caputo knows. Okay, a lot of my audience is these women right. 40 and up. Can't who, afford to alienate them. Right, who are are in America and so are largely Christian, so I have to find a way to make this very palatable. And if they're cool with syncretism and blending their religious belief with mm-hmm. this weird oddball thing, so be it. Yeah, I would be curious to see how much she leans into the God aspect in different regions. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, tell us if you go see Cindy Kaza in Texas. Trust me, she will be leaning into the God in Texas if she's <laughs> there. Right. So she teaches us about how she performs and how we need to be alert and paying attention and claiming our loved ones and uh, the piggybacking things. All of that was in play again. So if you haven't listened to part one, by the way, go back because this will be confusing. But yeah, she told all those same rules. And then she started with her readings. She also had us applaud for all of the dead people who were here in attendance. So we applauded for God. God. (laughs) Applause. (laughs) Applause for dead people. (laughs) Which is also how I end a night. You know, when the day is over and you're exhausted, I'm like, God, that, all my ancestors, yay. woo! That reminds me of, uh, I was just reading Jenna Miscavige's Beyond Belief about uh, yeah. being raised in Scientology, and she was talking about how 
all the time after the end of like every session, they would get up in school and they would banjos. They would uh, do the three cheers and oh, clap for L. Ron Hubbard, Ron Hubbard. and he'd have his picture in every room. Because if you are currently in a place and there's like a picture of the same person in every room in the building, mm-hmm. you might be in a cult. Yeah, you might be. And you may not. Good chance. Unless that person lives here and is like your son. Because I was trying to... <laughs> uh, right, right. I should say a large image of just that mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of that too. Like, you know, I work at Disney and I was trying to think how many pictures of Walt do we have around? Not that many. Yeah. And go. not that big. No, there you it's go. not a cult. Okay. So the first reading was a dad coming through. She was getting the name Bonnie, presumably not, not the, the name of the dad. She could sense that there was weed smoking, maybe a heart attack, someone who had trouble breathing. Does anybody, is anybody matching with this? And a woman with an orange shirt was sitting kind of near the front. Yeah. And- like uh, everything sounds right except for the Bonnie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, Bonnie, but yeah, you know, my I do have a dad who had a heart attack. Okay, okay. Is anyone at the table then who knows Bonnie? No. But there was another woman who had a grandma named Bonnie. So we were starting off pretty much like the previous performance. Like, okay, no no strong hits here. Everybody kind of like, uh, kind of? Yeah. You named like 75% of something that sounds kind of like me. Right. Eh. And she did connect to the pot thing. She said, well, okay, the night before my dad passed, the family, well, she actually just said like, we smoked pot. I don't know if that was the kids. I don't. Who knows? Yeah, and that felt like a, a pretty strong hit, actually, that moment. Hey, yeah, I was, a strong yeah. hit. <laughs> 420. I, uh, Exhale. I do think that is a good thing. Like, if I were to do uh, a live reading now, uh-huh. I would incorporate the pot smoking. Yeah. Because it sounds a little edgy, not something you'd normally talk about. Well, it's also one of those, like hidden commonalities, right? Yes. You just need someone to admit it. Because I looked it up, 22% of Americans currently use cannabis. Oh, wow. So a quarter of the room. Wow, but, yeah. But So you just need someone in that quarter to also know a Bonnie and have a dead dad. Right, and the Good odds. average statistic is we all know about 150 people pretty well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, your odds of knowing someone fairly close to you who has smoked pot, even if it's not yourself, it's yeah. good, it's solid. And then she says, I see your dad with a drink. And she's like, yeah, yeah. Like in his last few days, he had a drink after many years of sobriety. So yeah, okay. That was a solid connection. All right. Nothing too mind-blowing there. but It's interesting though, now that I think of it, we would count it as a hit if you're like, oh yeah, he, he was sober. He used to drink. We'd be like, oh, that's a hit. And if you said, yeah, he did drink, we'd be like, ah, that's a hit. Yeah. It's kind of one of those. It's only if he's a teetotaler that you have a miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is probably pretty rare. Yeah, and even then, maybe she'd be like, oh, okay, so he really liked- the drink because he, uh, he really doesn't like Yeah, yeah, he really controlled it in this life. But in the afterlife, he's loosened up, you know? <laughs> a good psychic can easily bend that. Yeah, and then you have to ask, wait, what are these drinks in the afterlife? How does this work? <laughs> right. Okay, so then she asks, do you have a brother in the living? And she's like, no. How about Joe? No, I don't have a brother <laughs> yeah, named who's Joe? Joe. But she, her dad's brother-in-law was named Joe. Oh, phew. Okay. We yeah. all know how close we are to dad's brother-in-law. <laughs> They're always coming through to talk to <laughs> At you. At this show, yeah, they really elbow oh, their true. way into the conversation. But it, it was particularly hard to connect with a Joe. It should be easier. Yeah, because we looked it up before. It's like the third most common name Very or common name. Super common. Yeah, it's interesting that like we don't see any like super uncommon names being... Next, we had something that was kind of a wild transition. She had sent someone who had been shot 
Yeah. So, oh, bringing in the drama. Okay. Okay. And so there was a woman kind of in front of us, maybe a little to our right, who said, okay, that's me. Yeah, my Mm. son was shot. He got his vaccines. (laughs) So Cindy said, okay, well, oh, we haven't described her tonight. By the way, so Cindy, what is she wearing this time? Okay, who is she wearing? (laughs) She's wearing Zara, maybe something like that. It was like a black cocktail dress. Yeah, was it a cocktail dress? I think she had. Okay, so she had like some sort of unitard type thing because there were cutouts around the hips. Yeah, this was interesting, and that made me think: How do you put this thing on? It's a unitard with something else pulled on. There must have been some sort of hinge or joint or something where she had to connect the two pieces. Okay, here's what I think done happened so you got pants you <laughs> this put- was a genuine mystery for me how did cindy get into that outfit <laughs> okay so imagine it starting out as basically just pants you put on the pants then there's Black this pants. flap in front that you put up over your your front tie around the neck and the back oh this sounds so complicated creating a cutout a jumpsuit it's a jumpsuit with a little bit of a cutout or a classic black cocktail dress no it's not a cocktail dress in any sense so that's interesting okay anyways now that people can picture and again she has very pale skin red lipstick and dark hair that's mostly up in a bun but there's Uh, Kind of this long bang that covers half of her face. A little wavy. Okay. Okay, so back to the someone who's been shot. So (laughs) a woman in the audience recognized that as her son. Cindy's like, oh, yeah, totally. It's your son. Oh, he's saying you were really there for me. You bailed me out of jail more than once. That really touched her. Yeah. And that's a really strong thing to say you know yeah. that you got him out of jail multiple times yeah yeah that's that could have specific. easily not been a hit yeah that resonated mm-hmm. and the son was saying from the other side more than just hi this time he said mom i'm a badass over here and <laughs> i've got your back yeah okay and then cindy says someone got away with murder around the son's passing another pretty specific yeah got shot we know he's shot yeah, yeah. so did someone get apprehended or did someone get away with it? Yeah. Someone got away with it. Someone got away with it. And she agreed with that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this was clearly a very emotional moment for the mom. Mm-hmm. Though, though a good hit. I mean, I just want to, like, you guys are more the experts than I. This is 200, 250 people. You're already self-selecting because if you're going to go to medium. medium on Tuesday, chances are there might be someone you're connecting with the dead. Chances are there might be some, like, tragic son losses, things like that. The motorcycle thing, she brought up motorcycles a couple of times, but mm-hmm. looking around the venue, there were a lot of people wearing motorcycle stuff. I counted, like, three or four people wearing Harley stuff. It's very much in the culture around the valley, so. We haven't mentioned motorcycles yet, so. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay, yeah. but uh, explain how she used that in this reading she said oh i see a connection to motorcycles tell his biker friends uh to stay out of trouble (laughs) okay Okay. all right that's like exactly what a mom would say like oh you hanging out with him i've seen him he wears all those leather jackets and so you tell him to keep out of trouble (laughs) the psychic told me to say that (laughs) Uh, and there was like a girlfriend in the mix maybe speculation around her involvement didn't seem like that matched up in particular to her. Do you know an Adam? I don't know him from Adam. (laughs) Well, uh, he's doing great on the other side. uh, So there you go. Whoever that is. Yeah, it was sort of like, I didn't connect. Well, he's doing great. It's the original Adam and he's doing fine. (laughs) Uh, Then she asked if there would be a little girl as well. Oh, yeah. And that was a miss. Mix. She was only making this reading worse. Right. I know. Like you were doing well. And then she adds this kid and then gives her a name, Raylan. Yeah, that's pretty specific, but 
You don't get credit for that because there was no connection. No one knew who she was talking about. Well, don't worry. She's probably on her way. Okay. She's going to be in the family. Oh, that's right. Oh, you know, sometimes I'm a psychic. That's right. So I see the past. I see the present. I see the future. So you know what? Get ready. There may be a baby on the way. And now you're obligated to name her Ray Lynn. (laughs) I wonder how many people have gotten their names because of the intervention of a psychic. Yeah. I bet it's a significant number. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. It's a non-zero number. That's how I got my name. Wrong. You're right. Then a Dorothy came through. Dorothy or is it Dot? Dorothy Dot. Dorothy or Dot. Not super similar names. Oh, Dot's short for Dorothy. Is it? Oh, Mm -hmm. I rescinded my comment. (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense. I hadn't thought of that before. I think it was on my bingo card. I think that was my first Oh, you had Dorothy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Because Dorothy is both on the top 100 list and she had used it in the last show. Okay. So a woman at a nearby table near her also knew a Dorothy, but not a Dot. She would not Don't go call by her Dot. Dot. Jeez. And that's fine. That's fine. But you know, this Dorothy was wise. She was educated. She was really funny. Oh, you know what? She's showing me a Bloody Mary with olives. And they didn't know what that meant. Oh, yeah. Bloody Mary, huh? I, okay, uh, you know what? I'm probably picking a, up a Mary from somewhere it's else. It's probably just a Mary then. Do you know a Mary? No. <laughs> okay, then it's a Mary. She, she covered in blood. <laughs> There's a Mary from someone else that's coming through in your reading as a Bloody Mary. Okay. That did not go well. She said, okay, well, she's just cutting off Dorothy here. So, okay, maybe I need to move on. So someone else at the, a nearby table did know a Mary. Wow. But, oh, she's going to have to wait her turn. We're still with Dorothy. So back <laughs> to Dorothy. Okay, she believes in God. Well, she's in the afterlife. Yeah. I hope so. I would believe in God, too, if I was in the afterlife. Yeah. And uh, I'm sensing that you have cancer in the family. Do you understand that? Could anyone say, no, there's no cancer in my family? I certainly couldn't. I could not say that. I could not. (laughs) But then she gets too specific. Yeah. Are people, and people in your family are getting tested like for the BRCA gene. (laughs) No. Are you sure? Yes. (laughs) Something very specific. And if it had hit, that would have been a good hit. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that would have been a good searching one. I was like, I'm picking up like someone getting medically tested for maybe the BRCA gene, maybe a history of breast cancer. And then the person. Yes. That is a pretty common thing that's going on. And yet feels uncommon. Yeah. The numbers would be on your side with that one. So, yeah, that kind of petered out oddly and said, okay, well, you sure? All right. Someone on the other side who had cancer? No? Okay. Mm-hmm. Might want to look into that. <laughs> that That's her last saving grace. Might want right. to look into that. Right. And guess what, audience? I get credit for this future discovery right. that you're just assuming happened. Exactly. How many needless cancer screenings have been instigated by psychics? Oh, yeah. Also a non-zero Probably number. Probably a fair amount. Her uh, style seems to be to tell you not to worry about it, though, which... Doesn't seem like a great idea either. Mixed messages. Just maybe like stay out of the whole other people's health plans. You know, she's not a doctor. No, that's true. And she does say so. (laughs) A couple of times. Yeah. We we should have had a bingo spot for that. I'm not a doctor. (laughs) Yeah. She doesn't diagnose. But does anyone know someone who got a mammogram recently? (laughs) Huh. Come on. In this room full of... big portion of women over the age of 40, I wonder uh-huh. if anyone has gone into mammogram. Or knows someone who has. <laughs> so anyway, this woman who's still the sitter right now, she's like, yeah, yeah, I do. And she's like, okay, Dorothy's acknowledging that, that someone is getting a mammogram, but everything's going to be okay. Don't be scared. Okay. Okie dokie. 
So next she said, uh, does someone know a John or a Johnny near this table over here? She kind of gestures at another table. Amazing that no one did. Amazing. I, I, I would just love for her to say, are you kidding me? Everybody knows a John or a Johnny. You're lying. <laughs> I know. She almost did that at the last show with, uh, I forget which name it was, but she was like, really? None of you know whatever it was, a Paul? Which is tipping the hand a little bit. Yeah. Do you guys think it's going to get harder to read names for mediums as we get a larger, more diverse set of names? Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, these hundred names, like, a lot of them, like, Dorothy's not being used all that much. I mean, you do have, like, some people who are giving mm-hmm. their kids old-fashioned names. But, but yeah, and like maybe now we never hear from Bijan mm-hmm. or Dijon or... Oh, yeah, yeah. Letitia. Like, any name that's slightly not yeah, it's, it's, Western. It's still, it's still mostly like Anglo names or... Yeah. Like, I think the most... We'll get to it. What Where's the our most, Muhammads? There yeah. should be plenty of Muhammads in the room. Yeah. That's the most common well, first name in, in the in world. In the world. But she's in the U.S., so I understand her using a U.S. list. As long as that list keeps being updated by Social Security every year, it should still give you the best odds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My friend Chris Kelly, whenever he has to guess somebody's name, well, statistically, Muhammad Chang. That's the most common first name (laughs) and the most common last name. A good example of misusing statistics. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay, so then, okay, uh, if no one knows a John over there, okay, well, somebody nearby must know a John. And that same woman is like, well, okay, my mom, Dorothy, and then my uncle's John. Now we're just working to validate you, the psychic, and not actually to make any meaningful connections. Right. But yes, we found a John and a Dorothy. Right. Oh, and then I guess someone else was like, oh, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. And this really, like, Cindy started to get really excited. was like, this is the craziest night of readings ever. Oh, so many piggybacks. Like, Upwards of two people in this room of 250 have close loved ones who have had breast cancer. Yeah. I mean, I lost someone from that started with breast cancer last week. And I was, like, uh, waiting for the name to come up. So, like, she missed out on roping me in. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. you had a oh, yeah. ready example of someone you could talk to. Very, very common. Yeah. You're going to find someone who knows someone who's had breast cancer. Anyway, tell your mom that John is watching out about the breast cancer. That's interesting. Okay, John's so I, on it. I'm picturing myself. I've died. I'm in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a break from standing around the throne and singing, holy, holy, Holy is the Lord Lord God God. Almighty. Mm -hmm. And now I want to go back and I want to pay attention. I want to tune into what's going on back on Earth so I can pay attention to the breast cancer of my niece. I'm not even sure. What the relationship was. Yeah, Um, But I'm really concerned about her breast cancer. I guess that's... Am I going to do something about it? Of the kind of things that these dead people come through to do. Talking about cancer, okay. All right. But yeah, I just, I don't understand why this male relative is so invested in this. Yeah, totally. Like, why is he looking at my breasts? And in what way is he watching out for me? Is is he going to somehow change the outcome? Yeah, right? We Uh, need to know that. Yeah, I feel like this says something about the afterlife. But she said, you know, it was probably everyone in your family is thinking about testing for the gene that would make breast cancer more possible. At least this person agreed to that. Yeah, Yeah, everyone's thinking about it, sure. Then she asked if there was gambling in the family. That was a yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And some connection to mechanics. That didn't get a quick response. And she said, but not, not by profession. Right. 
because, yeah, they would have given a very quick response if that had been a profession. Right. Like, more like working in a garage or a man cave. And then she's like, oh, yeah, he was a tow truck driver. <laughs> was his profession? Yeah. So, oops, she had already filled the silence with more details that invalidated that reading. Because, well, he's a tow truck driver. You just said it wasn't his profession. Right. But we're just going to plow on through that. Uh, okay. So, now we got to go back to Mary and... Let's remember, we got to Mary because of the drink Bloody Marys. Oh, goodness. Okay, there's so many Marys. But okay, yes, so we're coming back to that Mary. The actual most common name of the last hundred years, Mary. (laughs) This is a breaking psychic reading so far. We've got Mary. We've got John. (laughs) So who knows someone who loved to drink Bloody Marys? No one. Nope. (laughs) Never heard of that. And then I maybe there was someone who knew a Mary or who was like, oh, yeah, Bloody Mary, someone drinks those. And she said, well, do you understand a connection to dementia? And this is where I started to think, wait a second. She's kind of hitting on this Mary. She's older. She's starting to have onset dementia or Alzheimer's. And I was thinking, oh, this is actually sounding a lot like my boss's mother-in-law, Mary, who okay. definitely did have those issues and had to move into a home. Okay. And, and now sees that her daughter-in-law's <laughs> current employee has come to a psychic. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking like, okay, I can kind of make a connection here. If Tracy was here, this would be perfect for her, but yeah. she's not. Yeah. She, by the way, was the one who had the dog Nala, who was mm-hmm. read in our pet psychic episode so many years ago. But yeah, she wasn't there, so I wasn't going to say, oh, my boss's mother-in-law fits that description <laughs> perfectly. So not a hit. But we were assured, even though they couldn't make a connection, well, Mary's here. Yeah, yeah. Somebody so, can claim this ghost. There you go. But one woman did have a brother named Freddy and related to a Mary. Yeah. So at some point, Fred got pulled into this. Oh, right. And it was like, oh, yeah, I know a Fred and a Mary. Oh, okay. Is, and then we- is- Mary Catholic? Yes, our standby question for Marys. Yeah. Um, Hey, all you Marys out there, are you Catholic? (laughs) Do you know a Catholic? Mary, Mary, are you Catholic? What is that? (laughs) Like the song Mary, Mary, why you bugging? Oh, I don't know it. So, okay, so now Cindy's, you know, like, okay, cool. This is all coming for you. It's the Mary, the Catholic Mary. Okay, so now I'm seeing sheet music, a piano, hymns. Yeah, like she had a husband who plays a piano, also knows a Mary. Does does someone have like that old kind of piano that you had to put the sheet music on? Somebody grabbed onto that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that that Um, resonates. So the person, the sitter who was like, okay, that's for me. She has a husband who plays piano and she knows a Mary. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, yeah. And tell your husband... His dad says, hi. hi. I crossed that off on my bingo <laughs> list. And he's doing well, and he likes his son's music, and he should keep playing music. Oh, this was a fun little added. Sometimes Cindy will do this, so she's ready to move on to the next person, but she'll wait one more thing. She'll turn back, and she'll say, oh, and don't forget to water the plants. <laughs> Yeah, or get your taillight checked or Yep, that, some little, that happened as well. Yep. Some for, extra little things sound specific, but not really. Right. I could make the plants thing work. I, I definitely could. So but all of you out there, water the plants. Water your plants. But specifically you, water your plants. And we know who we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> no, you think we're talking to someone else. No, it's you. Water your plants. What are you waiting for? So then we get the name Kathleen. Kathleen has a thyroid problem. 
and so she got the Kathleen first and then failed on the thyroid problem. Nope. Right. Nope. This Kathleen does not have a thyroid problem. And, and Cindy wants you to know she's not a doctor, but <laughs> <laughs> Kathleen should get her thyroid checked, even if she doesn't have a known It thyroid looks like problem. I was wrong, but if you do some work, you'll find I was actually right. <laughs> get that checked so then we've got another piggyback oh and there was a happy birthday message in there too which i got oh. to check off of my bingo oh, list good. happy birthday someone that person was impressed though i think she said oh my god oh yeah yeah you're right so now we've got a piggyback another audience member knows a mary and a freddie <laughs> well how many times have we leveraged mary oh my at god. this point so many people have marys this is the craziest night yet i've never seen so many marys <laughs> so many piggybacks uh do you know any marys yeah, I have a couple of Marys. Do you have any Marys? Yeah, Ross? yeah. I know Marys. Okay. I think I only know one Mary from college, but that's all you need. Yeah. Okay, so then she says, okay, you, the this new woman who knows a Mary and a Freddie, do you remember Joe or Joseph? She's like, no, but Mary was a devout Catholic. And one of the earlier Marys you were mentioning was Catholic. Mm-hmm. My Mary's Catholic. And Mary and Joseph, okay? Those go together. And then we count that as a hit. Yep, moving on. Great. We associate those names together because of Jesus. Right. Then, okay, did Mary lose a child when she was younger? Like a dead daughter, someone who had a stillbirth? She's like throwing out all these different descriptions of the same thing. Which would connect for a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. And nope, not in this case. Nope, not that I know of. She says... I feel I'm correct because she's showing that. Well, she goes back to like stillborns or miscarriages quite a bit. And, yeah. And she's like, sometimes she's like, well, you might want to research that. And it's like a pretty safe thing for it to be like, just like, oh, at least in the moment at this show, like yep. being like, oh, maybe someone in your life might have had a miscarriage and they didn't, you know, fucking publicize it. Right. You know? So it's like a pretty safe thing for her to be like, eh, maybe there is a miscarriage, especially a dead person's miscarriage, as though you can verify that if they choose to not be super public about it. Because there's a very good chance that happened and you, it just wasn't any of your business. Or you'll forget about this. It's like a mail-in rebate. It's like, uh, we promise this will pay off for you, but I'm really planning on you forgetting it. <laughs> but yeah, what really matters in this moment is that I retain credit as right, a clairvoyant. A I, I want to speak to something just super quickly. In the moment, like at this point, I would have probably been like, oh, she's doing pretty good. Because like, you know, I'm not a mm-hmm. prone to like honing in. But she's going fast and like Mm -hmm. we're just breaking this down. And so like a lot of these like misses, you don't really notice in the moment or you move past it so quickly. Totally. That it's just like, oh, it's like, oh, I'm just going to keep on talking until something hits. Yeah, you're right. The entire delivery of this type of reading is specifically calculated for us not to be able to do what we're doing right now, which Mm -hmm. is to slowly unpack it and point out every little piece of what's happening. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, it's raining down on you so quickly and there's all these connections and there's all these little ways that she's making even things that don't hit sound like they're hits. And yeah, you're just left with it kind of like blinding by science, but yeah. Totally. And our attention is so selective. Our brains are basically meant to like only notice the thing that might kill you. So Mm -hmm. we're always looking for the thing that like is following the rule we're trying to follow. Okay, I'm in the forest. I'm looking for 
the faces of jaguars. Okay, I'm at a medium. I'm looking for the things that seem mediumistic, and your brain right. just can't look at anything else. Our, all of our senses are built to filter out data that is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So little of our visual field is actually like detailed information, and some of it's filled in. And you know, same thing with our hearing. We're always filtering out stuff that's just noise. And so, yeah, we're just kind of primed to do that. And so she's giving us plenty of ability to only notice the things, or at least the sense, that feeling of certainty that this is all working well. And maybe you guys can speak to this, but I mean, there's obviously the self-selection of like what kind of audience is going to come to a show in Ontario, California. Yeah. Yep. I look at this as a performer. You do crowd work, or you use specifics. Like if I went to a comedy club further in the valley, has different references that like things like that that would hit that would mm-hmm. hit at like something in Hollywood. Absolutely. So there's that where it's like, oh yeah, like oh wow, like someone had breast cancer, someone lost a son tragically due to gun violence. But then there's like the flattening of memory of the people who passed, where like all these like fun statistics of like, oh, and you know, I see a drink because he liked to drink, or like, oh, he was a little difficult, or you know, you know, she was sassy. Like, there's only so many different characteristics of dead older people your Mm -hmm. dead grandparents like you can kind of categorize it we think these are all very things specific to us but like oh i had a saucy grandma or i had a stoic Mm -hmm. granddad yeah you have the situation where we've come in with a very specific purpose i think to kind of observe what's happening and compare this with statistics and how well you could guess these things whereas everyone else in that room most likely is coming in because they've lost someone and they want to make a connection so yeah we're i think we're representing a viewpoint that is very different from the headspace of everyone else in the room. Mm-hmm. That's what you get. You listen to the show. Hope you're enjoying <laughs> it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the match game. Our contestants, Aneke and James from the hit podcast, Minority Corner. Hey. I'll ask you questions in a rapid fire round. Favorite character on a Shonda Rhimes show? Olivia Pope. Ooh, I said Olivia Pope's wig. Mm. Oh, so close. How do you feel about Disney? They need to pay reparations to black people because Mickey Mouse was based off of blackface. I said get rid of the racist rides, Jungle Cruise, Splash Mountain. Mm. Who are you voting for in the primary? It's too damn early. I'm just getting to know these fools. Mm. Ooh, no dice. What celebrity do you side eye? the most. Kevin Hart. Can we get a real apology for your homophobia? Justin Timberlake. Nipple game. Favorite superhero movie? Black, Black Panther. Panther. Wakanda, Wakanda forever. forever. Congratulations. But you still lose. Now I'm side-eyeing you. you. Catch Eneke and James, the Wonder Twins of Podcast, on Minority Corner every Friday at Maximum Fun. Okay, so coming back to Mary's losing a child. Mary woman, number six. Yeah, maybe. This woman is still like, uh, I don't I don't know. And she says, I feel I'm correct because she's so- showing that baby didn't come to full term, something like that. Okay, okay, wait. Do you know a Jess or a Jesse? No. Do you promise me? And the woman's like, uh, oh, gosh. I, <laughs> I don't want to find out later. Um, I was forgetting about my friend Jesse. Right, and then she's like, I, I don't know. And she says, promise me. Promise? <laughs> what in the hell? Promise me you don't know a Jesse. I know. And now she's this poor lady's like, okay, I, I can't promise it. Maybe I've met a Jesse. I really don't know. And Cindy's like, we need to know. We need to know if Jesse lost a baby. <laughs> what? Yeah, why are we worrying about this invisible person no one's met? Right. And whether she had a baby or not. And even if she did, she'll know. What's the problem here? Right. Who is this for? But great news. Someone nearby knows a Jesse and a Freddy. So Mary is saying that Freddy needs love and support right now because of financial stress. 
And then she lets okay. us know, but she's not a doctor. <laughs> Wait a second. Okay, he's under financial stress, but she's not a doctor. She's not a doctor. So Okay, she's also you know, not an alligator wrangler, but that's just as I relevant. I hate when I go to the doctor and he diagnoses me with financial, financial stress. <laughs> and I have to go to the pharmacy and take all of the antibiotics they give you for financial. And, and pay for them. And do pay that for them. fasting blood test. Yeah. It's, it's, we got to find a better way. <laughs> and that is why you should vote for Elizabeth Warren. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think she just has that ready line. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, and she yeah. threw it in the wrong situation there. I would love to see her paired up with Leonard Bones McCoy from the original Star Trek. You know, because oh. his line was always, "I'm a doctor, not a farmer, Jim. Oh, okay. I'm a doctor, not a psychic. Okay. I'm a doctor, not a." So okay, he cute. could always respond with that. Well, I am a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now a young man comes through. He, he had an. Accidental overdose. Eesh. Again, very common story. Someone in this room is surely going to connect to that, and indeed someone does. So a woman is like, yes, yes, uh, I identify that. I think maybe it was her son, though that wasn't totally clear. And Cindy says- There's someone living. Yeah, someone living. And she's like, you need to call him. He needs love and support. And there's kind of a long pause. And then she says, well, I always do. And she's like, you might do it often, but he needs it right now. But also, don't forget to get your taillight Oh, checked. yeah, that's where the taillight checking came in. And this is not connected to a name of a dead person. This is just like a... Correct. Flo- yeah, I just a float. She's just hearing a message and being like, hey, does anyone know someone who OD'd and turned out to be someone alive and be like, whatever spirit's out there. Yeah, is exactly. You know. I noticed usually she'll start with a name. And then if she gets the name, then she'll try to connect with like an attribute or a situation. But if she starts with the situation or the Much relationship, easier. like if we've already established, oh, I've got your father here. Yeah. It's very likely she will not venture a name yeah. because then she's already narrowed herself down. She can't go for the brother-in-law. Right. Right. Or when she does, she'll say like, a, who is Jesse? And then if you say, oh, Jesse's my father, then she'll be like, oh, of course. Yes. Right. Or I'd be like, Jesse, I have a friend named Jesse, Jesse Thorne. Yeah. Or like sometimes she'll be like, I'm picking up someone who's like a dad, but like he's like a, he's like a father. Is it, or it's a husband energy, husband energy. It's like, right. well, my dad's dead. It's like, oh, yes, I'm getting the husband energy because he's very proud of being a husband. Right, right. But it's your dad. Yep. Yep. I think that literally happened. Well, great news, guys. Someone else has a Mary and a Jesse. I feel so bad with all the people like a uh, grandfather named Horace. You know, oh, totally. He never finds his way through to the he medium. He moved on. Or Aloysius. You know what? That would have been... So I'm going to spoiler a little bit. At the end of this, during the q and I said, so what can we, the living, do once we become the dead? Get more clear Make your job easier. You. Yeah. And she should be like, okay, name your kids Mary, John, <laughs> Donald, David. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That, oh. that seems to be the way. Okay, but this other person knows a Mariana Jesse, and she knows someone who OD'd. And instead of what this should tell us, oh, wait a minute, everybody has these names. We're everyone, playing a statistics game yeah, in this room. Yeah, everyone has encountered this these problems. This is the birthday no. game writ large. Right. No, instead, we're going to be impressed. So she says she's she still sees this stillborn baby being held on the other side. So did Jesse have a miscarriage? She's no. like, No. Okay, well, just so everyone knows, uh-huh. when babies die, they're held with loving arms on the other side. Except when they grow up on the other side, which is something oh, right! she says in other contexts, like, oh, I see them, they've grown up on the other side. So what determines when you stay a baby and what yeah. makes you grow up? And should you be worried if your baby's still a baby? In the afterlife? In the afterlife. Yeah, you could be headed for some serious bet- strife. Here's why I bet her, like, 
gymnastics would be like. It's like some babies stay a baby until the person who's meant to raise them like is mm. now in the afterlife. So they're waiting there, and you're gonna have rejoin this relationship with this baby. Mm. So weird because it seems like for some people they need this person to be old in the afterlife because that's how they remember them. But for others, they need this person to be young in the afterlife because that's how they most interacted with them. Mm-hmm. I and mean, this all feels very fluid, like what your age can do on the other side. It, mm-hmm. it fluctuates as needed. I think she even told us at one point that the image she gets may be off because it might be this person died in their 80s, but he was at his most vibrant in his 40s. So I see him in his 40s. Oh, yeah, very squishy. Anyways, Jesse trying to have kids? No. She just had a kid. He turned one. Well, let her know the other side supports her getting pregnant again. Okay, well, now she wants to know if this person knows who Paul is. Like, no. Okay, but... And then Cindy... The person's just straight up like, no, I don't know a Paul. She's like, okay, but you should know that you're a medium. And messages have been coming to you your whole life. You have dreams. You have premonitions. I know you've dreamed of people before they passed and it scares you. But you've got this gift. I think this person was agreeing to all of that. Yeah. And she she did say, I, I love that she said, you dream of people before they pass, because that just means living people. But uh, <laughs> sure. but the sitter said, and after they've gone. And she's like, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and I assume she means you dreamt of them shortly then, before then they, they died. passed. Yeah. So stop dreaming about them. <laughs> yeah, for real. Killing all these people. So yeah, she latched onto that name Paul and she was floating that around the audience. Okay, is there a Paul with cancer, anyone? Very late stage cancer, very little time left. And I thought, oh, okay, wait, I need to be paying attention now. My dad is Paul and mm-hmm. he has prostate cancer and mm-hmm. it's gotten to stage four. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm listening carefully. And she starts to latch onto one person in the audience and he has an uncle paul and cindy says okay and he's so he's very social he's very active he likes to get out there i'm thinking okay well that's not my dad yeah because he's more of a homebody he helps out at church and stuff but he's no one would describe him as very social Mm -hmm. and so i'm thinking okay well that's not my dad and so this paul this uncle paul that this guy in the audience has is already passed and so she said, is it pancreatic or liver cancer? And I'm thinking, okay, well, that's not him. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, we're getting colder. And she says, but somewhere down here. Yeah, when she gestures ge- toward like her lower abdomen. And she's asking about an alley. She's also hearing an alley. And I'm thinking, well, my dad's sister, my aunt is named Allie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to meet she her. She said Al or Allie. Al yeah. or Allie. Okay. Um, Your alley is very delightful. See? Uh, now that's interesting. That's me only remembering the oh. alley that connected yeah. with me. Yeah, I remembered because my stepdad's name is Al. So it was going <sighs> to help you out if I had to. But that's you borrow my owl. So there we go. That's a good example. I only remember hearing Allie mm-hmm. because I latched onto that. Wow, that's interesting. So, Drew, uh, what do you remember about that moment? Um, I remember also being like, oh, Ross has a thing. Like, Carrie, you had uh, your uh, stepfather, Al, mm-hmm. who has also had his prostate thing. Yeah, yeah, and that's true. So, like, they're just like kind of being like, oh, like, kind of curious where this was going to go, seeing you guys in action with the medium. So, just definitely anticipating it but while also like trying to do my bingo card <laughs> i mean like am i gonna be able to bingo with her looking directly at me <laughs> <laughs> well i'll let the audience anticipate with you because it's time time to talk about cat litter you know what you're right it is yeah i love i love cat litter you do I'm real i'm a real litter head yeah well i do have a lovely cat who uh is hiding somewhere in this apartment she's Avoiding you and Drew, I'm sure. Yeah, evening blotcher. Evening is a scaredy cat. But she does appreciate a good litter. Yeah, and Ugh, you, I'm with her. You know what the best litter is? 
Arm and Hammer. Arm and Hammer, Cloud, Cloud Control, Control, Cat, cat litter. litter. Oh That's my right. God, that is my favorite. I don't have a cat, but if I did, I would love the cat, I would love the litter, but I wouldn't love cleaning up the cat's litter. Yeah, you're right. That's a problem. But you know, I think you would like Arm & Hammer cloud control litter because there's no cloud of nasties here. There's no poof of gross clay in the air yeah. every time you go to scoop stuff up. Right. That magician cat effect. <laughs> yeah, right. It's... 100% dust-free, free of heavy perfumes, and it helps reduce airborne dander from scooping. Hey. So what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box. So if you are a litter head like me, go and get new Cloud Control Cat Litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to you. And while we're talking about your best friend evening. Yes. Do you have any best fiends? That's funny you should say that. I have a game called really? Best Fiends. Yeah, this is a free download that you can get on your phone where you get this little cast of bug characters that help you. I've got my friend Temper. He's green. He's leveled up to five. See? Nice, yeah. Uh, Howie, also a level five. Okay. Not bad. Edward's getting up there. He's a mosquito. Okay. And we got Quincy, level five as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm getting up there. Oh yeah, Brittle. That's the purple one. And Tantrum. Tantrum is red and tied to the little hearts. Strawberries. They're strawberries. Temper and tantrum. I so like it. uh, it's going to sound weird the way I'm describing it. It's fun. <laughs> okay. And I've been playing it for a while. I first started playing it when my phone was in German mode. I had turned, oh, right. I had changed the language on my phone to German for a couple months. So it was kind of fun. All of these bugs were coming up and they had little pop-up dialogues and they were in German. So I'd have to sit there and really analyze. Oh, wow. What are you saying to that me, little insects? That two games in one. <laughs> yeah. So I eventually, around a level 12, switched over to English and uh, it got a little easier after that. But you can figure it out even in another language because you get a pretty good indication of where you need to draw the lines. It's very much a, it's a strategy game. You're clearing stuff and then you're earning points. If I try to describe it, we'll get into a very long podcast about this game. But it's fun. I've yeah. been having a good time with it. I hear it's got breathtaking visuals. Looks great. And uh, it, it connects to your Facebook account if you want it to. And so it's kind of fun. As I get to levels, it tells me, oh, you just passed Heather Henderson. Ah, like, okay. Suck it, Heather. <laughs> and uh, hopefully uh, this word will get to her and she'll step it up and... <laughs> And, catch up. and then you can send each other gifts and stuff. And it's a casual game. Anyone can play. Uh, this could be your first game and you could enjoy it. The first game you've ever played. You've never played tic-tac-toe. You've never played a word game. You've never looked for license plates from a certain state. Oh, what's wrong with you? You still will like Best Fiends. You and, will. But it is made for adults. There's no like adult theming or anything. There's nothing inappropriate for oh, children right, going right. on. Just in case anyone was worried. What level are you on, Ross? 33 now. Okay. I'm getting That's up there. That's where Jesus dies. That's right. No, not in the game. We're just joking because Jesus died supposedly at the age of 33. That's right. Best Fiends is a unique and exciting puzzle experience. The game updates monthly with new levels and events, so it never gets old. It is a puzzle game, so you have to put a little bit of brain power into it and just think, okay, what is the most efficient way to be clearing these icons? Because otherwise you'll run out of turns and you'll fail the level and you have to try again. And it's got 100 million downloads globally because it does not require internet to play, so it's great for traveling. Yeah, though I was already kind of impressed to see how many of my friends on Facebook already had it. Ah. So they've already got it. So engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters with this five-star rated mobile puzzle game. Download it free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best fiends. Okay. 
So, Ross. Yes. You were saying that your father was matching with this description. Yeah, and you were encouraging me. Carrie was like, oh, you Come should. You yeah, this. you should raise your hand. Yeah. She's talking about you. I was like, oh, well, it's not a perfect match here. He's not social. And he, no, she's talking to the dead, and it's someone who knows she's, your dad. She said pancreatic and liver. But she said somewhere down here, just raise your hand. So, when she motioned down here, I thought, okay, okay, well, this is now sounding like enough of a connection. So I raised my hand and she came to me and said, oh, you have a Paul? I said, yep, that's my father. And I think I stated it in such a way that I said he has cancer. Mm, he he has, has stage four. Stage four prostate cancer. And she said, oh, so he's still living. Okay, well, that's fine. <laughs> Thanks. Glad that's to know. That's fine. Yeah, I'm glad to know that's okay that he's still alive. And who's Allie? Oh, Allie is his sister. Oh, wow, great. Okay, and so... And someone nearby went, whoa! Yeah, so she's now convinced, <laughs> okay, we've made a connection here. So now she's, like, sighing and thinking, okay, okay, like, I gotta connect. You know, just kind of a modem booting up. Okay, so this is interesting. Your dad's still with us. Okay. And Allie's still with us. And Allie's with us. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, so I don't know what's going on here. There's a man here for sure, so she's still trying to figure out who is this person on the other side right. that we're talking about now that my dad is still alive. Thank goodness. Well, I must say, she has tremendous working memory that she can remember like, oh, I said it was a man like three minutes ago, so I need to make sure I still say it's a man coming through, but also, okay, your dad's alive. Is I couldn't do this. Okay, that's true. I, she fails at it a couple times, does, but... but- yeah, pretty you're right. amazing. Yeah, she's fairly good at this. And she said, okay, well, I sense there's a military connection. She uses that quite a mm-hmm. bit. And I said, well, he was a Marine Reserve. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about like a, a father figure. So I mentioned that, well, his dad was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. My grandfather fought okay. in World War II in the Pacific Theater. And so, okay, maybe it's the dad's dad. She said, is the name Paul passed down? Yeah. So she thought maybe, Paul I'm, Paul too. maybe I'm Paul Jr. or my dad is Paul Jr. And said, mm-hmm. nope. That's not the case. And said, okay, well, the military grandpa was a nice man, and he had a hard time expressing emotions. Okay. I don't know if that's true. My grandpa Dwayne was very loving, jovial person. Oh, okay. Very funny. But good guess for a military grandpa. Of course, yeah. And I don't think he fits the mold of kind of what that wording would suggest. Yeah. Well, your grandpa needs your dad to know that he's around your dad as he goes through this. Uh Uh-huh. And he's around Allie. And he's around you. I said, okay. I was being generally encouraging, but not getting too excited about this. Right. But yeah, I'm receiving the message. And then she asked me, do you know Robert or Bob? And so I have to think about that. And when she says Bob, I think of Bop, my dad's maternal grandfather. So a different direction in the family tree, but kind of Mm -hmm. on that same branch. And he was called Bop by everyone. And I thought, wait, was that short for Bob? I couldn't remember in the moment. I said, well, we did have a Bob. I think he was a Robert. And she said, ah, there you go. Well, he's paying attention. I don't know why he would be. <laughs> I, later on, I looked this up and his actual name was Thomas. Oops, you yep. do it all. So, oh, you know what? He came through in the show a week ago. There was a Thomas that no one claimed. Oh, there so we there go. There you go. I should have grabbed him. He was like, oh, oh, oh I'm Bob. <laughs> you don't know me as Bob. <laughs> right, which would have been impressive yeah. if you could get that because that was one of my aunts called him when she was young. She called him Bob. Anyway, so in that moment, she's like, ah, there we go. Okay, that's him. But now I realize, oh, that wasn't Robert or Bob. It was Bob. Eh, eh. Yeah. Close. No, cigar. And then she asked if I knew anyone named Kitty and not not well. And she said it was someone who's alive. You're like, ah, not sure. Oh, but Bob had a message for my dad. Yes, this is exciting. He, he says, says, Hi. hi. So when I call my dad this Sunday, I'll be sure to tell him, hey, Bob says hi. 
<laughs> and they'll say, wait, who's Bob? And you'll say, I don't know. Bob. <laughs> it was short for Thomas. Oh, my grandpa. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. She moved on to someone else. I wasn't too impressed. Yeah. She wasn't too impressed with my level of being impressed. Yeah, you really reached a point where you just gave monosyllabic, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. It also occurs to me that Kitty is a pretty clever one because it's a common enough nickname, and then if you're wrong, you can be like, maybe it's just cats. Like, does someone have a, a mother who was really, mm-hmm. like, a cat person? That's yeah. smart. Or, yeah. you know, cat, Kathleen. Uh, cats, the, the musical cats. And... Cindy will do that. She'll kind of get on a little clip where she'll say, Cat, Kitty, Catherine. Mm-hmm. And she'll just sort of throw out those quick little alliterative guesses. Mm-hmm. Kit Kat bar. Yeah, and she'll even do a little sachet with her shoulders as mm-hmm. she's saying it. Or she'll punctuate things she's saying with shooting a hand out in front of her and kind of making a little gesture, like a level right in front of her eyes, and she'll jump it up and down. Yeah. And she has these little kind of jerky motions sometimes that kind of go into cadence with the words she's saying. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's kind of like uh, she's volleying a serve back to you, kind of thing. Like, this. What about this? Yeah, what about da, this? Da, da. The way you'd hit like a ping pong so ball across you the table. A, a kit or a kitty or a, a kit cat. You got to <laughs> give me, come on, someone give me a break. <laughs> someone in the audience is named Kit Cat. What? Amazing. That's her <laughs> nickname. I could see her face very clearly, and she did not seem to give two shits about this. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. interesting. She I, was, I didn't have a good view. Okay, yeah. She was like... I gave one shit. Okay, very good. <laughs> well, she... Yeah, she's like, I'm Kit Kat, yeah. And then she, like, takes another chip from her plate and just, like, munching <laughs> on it while this reading's happening. So then Cindy's like, well, someone's coming through who had bipolar depression, and... Kit Kat is like, yeah, it's my twin. My, my dead twin had depression. It was just very weird. It just seemed like this she... This is she, one of the better readings of the night. Yeah, and you're like, Meh. She's like, oh, well, yeah, that she would come through. <laughs> but she says, okay, well, she's showing me her big personality. She's on the other side dancing in clubs. What does that mean? I don't know. Okay, the afterlife is geared in such a way that we have clubs that people <laughs> visit and you have to well, it's dance like at them? your life. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have seen now. Oh, it's so good. Drew, but have you seen that? I have not seen it. But what? what? Babe! Yeah, I know. We gotta watch it. I just showed Drew So I Married an Axe Murderer for the first time. I haven't, I I haven't seen that. <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna re, uh, go over. I had seen uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer. It's just I was very young and it was on Comedy Central a lot. So I saw you it. You said you never saw it all the way through. Yes, that's true. Drew. <laughs> I have not seen it. Oh, you gotta watch it. It's very fun. Okay. You need to watch Defending Your Life. I agree. It's really good. Maybe we'll watch it tonight. But yeah, what Maybe. is this? Do you need to be gainfully employed in the afterlife? Right. She yeah. Explains, Who's she running these clubs? Does she? She explains the question of jobs. It's just like yeah. you kind of oh, have yeah. purposes and you can help with things, but you don't have jobs per se. Okay, so it's your purpose to be dancing in a club. Whose purpose is it to be attending that club and watching you dance? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, this is kind of <laughs> your loved one is though. a real spectator in the afterlife, watching the shows of many other accomplished people. As I recall, the Bible says like we do have jobs in heaven and there are like people who are kind of on the top of the social ladder oh, and really? people on the bottom i think so okay but that could have been something that a pastor Which told me and like, i nodded at yeah that would make sense for like american christianity to like not for the be like oh yeah and we're all equal and we heaven. don't suddenly get lazy there's, still there's an no economy. welfare in heaven okay <laughs> the people who are big shots okay. out on earth are now big shots in heaven yeah it's just like it's very <laughs> meritocracy exactly. yeah. yeah okay but back to the 
this twin. She said, was she self-medicating? And she's like, yes, with alcohol. Unfortunately, a common thing with people with mental illness. Munch, 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 chip, um, chip, chip. Right. So just know that your sister's with you. She's she's okay. And she's like, okay. And <laughs> thank you for taking care of her family. She's sorry she went that way, but she's at peace. So this is all pretty good so far. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. She's like, okay. And then she's like, do you know Mario? Nope. No. Okay, moving on. Do you know who would have suffered with cutting? She says, oh, yes, you know, one of my sister's daughters. Okay, she's watching what's happening and sending love to the daughter with the cutting problem. Now, this sounds like a really good hit. So then I thought, okay, how would I get this if I were a psychic? Okay, I guess I just know a lot about these different diseases. So I went and looked and, yep. There's a 2010 study that shows that bipolar patients are more likely to self-mutilate than any other diagnostic group. Oh, interesting. Uh, And bipolar, of course, runs in families. So, reasonable guess. Okay. So, let's go back to Paul. But not my Paul. Yeah, this is Paul Paul. This is someone who (laughs) had a Paul... And maybe was also named Paul or something. Yeah, there, she, she kept a, on saying Paul, Paul. It was a double Paul somehow. Yeah, dad and son, maybe. Dad and son. Like that. And she was like, motorcycles everywhere, bikes, you know, maybe motorcycle yeah, Bud, working on it. Budweiser cans and like the posters with the hot ladies, you know, uh, that you see in the garage. Like, I see a bunch of those. Who and is then, this guy? Uh, she was like, simple guy, likes beer, military. And the guy was like, yeah, my Paul went to. The military, and then she was like, Vietnam, maybe PTSD, and the guy was affirmed, and that's a pretty safe bet if someone yeah. was like the age of the, the yeah. sitter, yeah, totally. then chances are, you know, father was in the military. That's when he was in the military. Yeah. And when you're in the military, you probably across the line have trauma to deal with. But the spirit never went to the doctor or, or took medication for the PTSD. The spirit acknowledges that he was wrong. He wants a woman with depression to know they could seek treatment. Okay. She was in like, oh, I'm looking for Sarah, no H. Uh, Right, that was interesting. No H. Because Sarah's a really common name. Sarah without an H, a little less common. Mm -hmm. The guy doesn't know, but the table does. She kind of goes back to anxiety and depression, asking for a Lillian. A woman is friends with Lillian at the table. Cindy says, Grandpa's here. Be careful or you may wind up pregnant. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Accidents happen. Big laugh. Big laugh line. It's good laugh line. Oh, that's right. People have sex and they have babies sometimes. But yeah, it's like, okay, like Lillian, Lillian, a woman was like, I know Lillian. And it's like, you can tell Lillian that her grandpa's here. Right. Yeah. What if Lillian turned out to be like a, like a, like a, like a 12 year old? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, it's just like. She took a guess. She got it right. Or, or like uh, someone who's postmenopausal, then it's even weirder. But like you get lost in this and you forget that, oh, this started with you looking for a Sarah with no H, but you want me to tell the Lillian I know not to fuck around. Yeah. Okay. That's how quickly we move around in these readings. Again, this is all very fast paced. This is where she went on kind of like a patriotism kick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. She went back to Paul and she said it's September 11th and Paul up in heaven he's patriotic and he wanted me to know, everyone know to God bless America. He was proud to serve, and he wants Cindy to speak on why we're grateful on 9-11. Big applause break. Yay. Yeah. How yeah, cool Amer- is yeah, it that America. she always, like, I mean, she connected with this non-vet who has PTSD, who's just like, yeah, God bless America, you know, proud to serve. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I wonder how often she connects with people who served who maybe regret serving or regret the- Especially in that particular war. That particular war, or if she's talking about, like, 
like, I don't know. On September 11th, so you're telling me that there's no former military that speak to her about how fucked up things were in Iraq or, <laughs> oh, right, like, yeah. you know, still being in Afghanistan or destabilizing that area. No, it's always like, oh, of course, God bless America. Like, because, proud to serve. Because we're in Ontario, which is mostly yes. yeah. Republican. The next yes. generation psychics can bring up those issues in Berkeley. Yeah. In Berkeley. <laughs> right. uh, but then right after that, like, applause break, she goes, does anyone have dick in the family? <laughs> that was so great. We all laughed. They got a big laugh. She's big like, laugh. oh, I wasn't even thinking of that. You all have dirty minds. Okay, but yes, Dick says hi. You know, laugh, laugh, laugh. Then she asks for bangs and a white jacket. Some What? She asks for bangs she, and a white she, jacket? She, like a woman. She sees a woman with bangs and a white oh, jacket. Oh, in the audience. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. A significant other is coming through. A husband asks if she loves his husband. Hospice death. Ronald. Ronnie. Thanks for taking care of me. Thanks. Who any who lost a husband to cancer? Uh, she fished for Ronnie and someone was trying to claim a Robert. That's she was right. almost going to go with it, but said no. But then she was like, I'll, I'll come back to you, even though it seems like maybe she already found Ronnie. Yeah. So I want the Ronnie because I put that out there and finally I got the connection. But you threw out Robert. So we'll come back to you later in your Robert. Why not? Right. Also, how clever is all of this that three people watching it like a hawk who then transcribes the whole thing That's us. who are looking way more cynically at this whole operation than the rest of the room we're still having trouble trying to trying to figure out exactly what happened what happens. in that moment yeah yeah, yeah. So she goes to the woman who claimed uh, Ronnie. The husband comes through or someone who identifies as a husband. This was interesting. Yeah. So she had made this connection with the woman and her dad. And she said, okay, so he was very proud to be a father. And for him, family was everything. And he's really grateful for the hospice. So that's great that you set him up with that. So that all seemed to be going pretty well. But then she said, okay, and I see he's a very smart man. There's stacks of National Geographics. And just, just everywhere. I'm, yeah, I'm seeing, you know how that is? You know, like all the National Geographics. And, and then she says, and Time Magazine, because yeah. she's not getting any immediate response to National Geographic. And yeah, we all know somebody who had the giant stack of those yellow yep. spined National Geographic. I had them as a kid. That Same. was always exciting. Like, oh, cool. They've got the National Geographics. But no, this was not getting any kind of response whatsoever. And so she she just started riffing on that. Okay, well, he liked to travel, right? And I'm seeing something about volcanoes. And I want to go with volcanoes. And none of this is landing anywhere. Well, I think this lady did say she collects I think magazines. she was like, I subscribe to this <laughs> national. To Ge- or I did at one point. And I, uh, and I do travel. Okay, I didn't even remember. Because so then she like was like, your dad wants you to travel. And she's like, I already do. Like, Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. She's Your like, dad is here saying, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. He wants to go to a volcano. Uh, just remember I mentioned it. Yeah. Like- <laughs> he wants to join Scientology? Okay. <laughs> uh, so now we get the name Fran, maybe Francis, maybe Francine. Someone's like, okay, I have a great aunt, Francis. And guess what she had to say? Hi. 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 And, and when Cindy Keza tells you that your loved one said hi, she'll lean forward. She'll say, well, tell him Robert says hi. And she'll like do that little hand motion where uh, she's kind of waving in a little semicircle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, you're like, hey, what's up? Hi. And there, her hand will just sort of fan out. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. Cindy almost goes back to the person who is claiming Ronnie. Then something popped up real quick. Charlotte's Web, the movie, the name. Oh, uh, Carrie got so excited. Oh, I love Charlotte's Web. It's so, so you good. would claim it just because you like the movie. <laughs> I'm a really big Charlotte's Web fan in the back. <laughs> 
It's a hit. You named a movie I like. But you could do, okay, I see Charlotte's Web. Maybe the name Charlotte. Maybe this is someone who likes spiders. Maybe there's someone who likes pigs. Right. Maybe there's someone who likes farms. Exactly. Maybe there's someone named E.B., Right. Maybe, yeah. So, or maybe someone who just read you Charlotte's Web as a kid. Someone but, who's like a real grammar Nazi, like Evie White was. Uh, someone <laughs> did say that they, their name was Charlotte. Then she honed in on this was impressive congestive heart failure. And the oh, yeah. woman said yes. That was specific. It was decent. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember one of the top ways people die. Okay. Mom's here. Mom's a hoot. <laughs> Something about she really liked uh, chocolate-covered cherries. She loved those. Oh, yeah. No response on that. Yeah. Okay. I'm sensing them all thinking, did she Did she did really she? like those? Okay. I, I think maybe we had them once and she liked them, she, I guess. She certainly never said, I hate chocolate-covered cherries. I know I that. I wish she told me she liked them so much. <laughs> I would have bought them for her. Then she gave a general, mom could be a pain, but she appreciates what you did for her. Yeah. Okay. Who could not say that about their parents? But that, that's what we want to hear. That's why we're here. Yep. Then she finally landed on neuropathy like she imagined her mom not moving and Mm -hmm. the woman says that her mom lost her legs yeah she said she had like leg problems because at this point we had established that she had copd which you know really inhibits your blood's ability to go through Mm. your limbs Mm. okay so not a bad guess so then we had a young man come in and he was dan cindy says i have a young man who's coming in like a son Uh, i know he's here he's shy the name dan do you know Dan on the other side? An audience member knows a mom of a dead Dan. Uh, oh, so Cindy okay. wants... Oh, who's not even here tonight. Yes. Oh, okay. Right. The, he's good. He's her brother. That's always convenient, too, when you only have this tangential connection to the dead person, because then... Not much detail. I can't answer any of the specifics, so it sounds right-ish. So mm-hmm. an interesting thing happens. He wants his former mother-in-law to know it wasn't her fault. Do you know Charles or Carl in the living? Oh, I Brother got, is sorry again. Yeah, I got so excited when she called out Charles, because I had on my sheet, I had Charlie, oh. and I really wanted to mark it off because it would have completed two of my three in a rows to Ooh. make them four in a row. Oh, shit. But she went for Charles, and she went to Carl, and then she uh, focused on the Carl, and oh, she kept saying, Carl's painful. like, oh, I can't. I can't Ain't cross off Charlie. I can't change a Charlie into a Charles. Yeah. I can't do it. She <sighs> ends it by just being like, your brother wants you to write a letter to your mother-in-law. You don't have to say you went to a psychic, but just write a letter oh, right. to be like, my brother is sorry or oh. was sorry or like. Oh, can you imagine getting that letter? Your, your dead brother's former mother-in-law. <laughs> also just suck for these people who are like please please mom come and talk to me the grandmother of a woman I work with has a message for her (laughs) she's not here so I'm the closest thing this is what happens when the evening is centered around affirming the skill of the reader Mm -hmm. and not about actually connecting with your dead loved ones yeah so she's moving from charles and carl and it's grandpa she's like grandpa on dad's side he would never buy into this but he's doing some sidekick stuff so someone claims him and cindy says a daughter is already here she's five six she's going into school uh grandpa could be stubborn he's showing you know, fight over his will, whole family divided. He's sorry. Oh, that's right. So we had this grandfather coming through to this family next. And then on your sheet, one of us had something about a will and getting, oh, I think oh, it was yeah. on mine. I had like someone writing somebody out of the will. She was getting so close to saying that with this grandfather saying, oh, yeah, there was a dispute over his possessions. Oh, right. And I was like, oh, oh, mention the will, mention Say the will. Say the word will. She well, didn't. then he does. He says, he sees oh. the effects of what happens when you write someone out of the will. Oh, oh, oh. let me see if I crossed it out oh, on my oh. sheet. Uh-oh. Bingo, bingo. 
Uh, oh, wait. Yeah, okay. I did cross out left out of the will. Oh, okay. It didn't form a bingo, though. I have three in that column. One of them was that dead person says hi, and that's almost black because I had to cross that out like mm-hmm. seven times. Yeah. <laughs> and this gets an applause break. It's one of her better uh, reads of the night. Definitely, if you haven't gotten the sense already, this was a better night than the previous read. Much, much better. Yeah, I would have given the other one a D minus or an F. Yeah. Whereas this one, a solid C plus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Maybe right. even a B minus. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe minus. So there was two more last readings. It was Annabelle. Oh, yeah. On the other yeah. side. This is one of my favorite ones. Ugh, and I had an Annie on my sheet, and she was saying Annabelle. Ugh. Ugh. The worst. But continue. Uh, Annabelle, on the other side, a woman, like, very emotional. Cindy's thrilled to come back to that table. Almost stops her from doing a reading. She's like, don't. And Cindy is like, okay, I, I, I don't have to read you. But then the woman was like, okay, you can. That's interesting, because Cindy tells us we can do that. We can stop her from giving us a reading if we don't want to receive it. Right. But yeah, no one ever really took her up on mm-hmm. that. Yeah, sounds like this person almost did. First, she says, Annabelle is beautiful, and she sees beautiful hair. And then I, she sees maybe a dad behind her, and the woman asks Cindy, do you want to know who Annabelle was? Which is very interesting. I, th- I wonder if Cindy did pick this up. Yeah, I said, oh, I bet it's a dog. Yeah. Uh-huh. A man steps in behind her, dad maybe. Yes, the woman does have a dead dad. A cat runs by, white fluffy cat, kind of. A cat, a lot of animals coming in. Dad's so strong. Oh, yeah. When she said the white fluffy cat person was saying like, well, yeah, all right. So Mm -hmm. you can tell they had a cat. Uh, There was some white patching on Mm -hmm. the cat. So sure. Okay. White fluffy cat. And Cindy immediately hones in. The woman's clearly like crying and very emotional. Cindy's like, you're very intuitive. You're very spiritualistic. Mm. She always like kind of discerns these. You might be a medium to people who are clearly like really emotionally. Right involved right. in it. Right, totally. right. Um she also sees a Jack or a John and the woman answered a little unenthused and then Cindy was like, we don't have to talk about that. Uncle Jack, <laughs> but maybe Jack Daniels too, because I'm seeing your dad. And that gets a little Switch laugh. Switch to the alcohol. Maybe it's JFK anyway. Um it's so interesting. Angels and feathers. because this Annabelle and then she's like is there what? a connection to Hawaii? Right. Her dad was Hawaiian. So that was pretty good. Yeah, pretty yeah. good. Spreading ashes in Hawaii. And she was like, my mother-in-law's ashes is Hawaii. Uh, that, that was somebody else. Is She asked then if they had spread ashes in Hawaii. And, and that particular person she was reading didn't respond to that. But then someone nearby okay. said, I spread my mother's ashes in Hawaii. Okay. I Again, one of these things where all of us in the audience should be like, oh, maybe that's sort of a common thing right. then, that she's using this. Right. But that well, counted as a and, hit. And then she says to that, that woman, well, your father or mother or whatever wants to, wants you to know they appreciate you respecting their wishes. Okay. So then Cindy goes back to this woman and she's like, okay, I'm seeing a young child on the other foot, maybe a 15 year old. The child grew up on the other side. So once again, affirming that you can grow up on the other yeah, side. Mm-hmm. I grew up uh, on this the doesn't other really side. hit. She says, let <laughs> me think about that. Liz or Liza, a sister. Feels like there's a miscarriage. Maybe Liz's. So much love to everyone. And then so she feels like she can tell that she kind of got cold. There's not a Liz or Liza. There was not a child on the other side. There's no miscarriage. And then she's like, I see a birdhouse everywhere. And she's like, we have a chicken. Yeah, she's sharing all of these little (laughs) fleeting images and, and pieces, but we still haven't solved the mystery of who Annabelle is. 
And finally, now we see a, a bird cage. Yes, we have a chicken. And uh, but she, she's like, oh, yeah. The sitter says, don't tell the HOA. There's a laugh line. But Cindy's like, no, that's true. Because your dad wants to say that there's a neighborhood full of snoops. And don't let the chicken get out because uh, people will uh, oh, oh, yeah. Cindy's, snitch on you. Cindy's referring to yeah some busybody neighbor that you need to watch out for. Because she's going to tell the homeowners association. Because dad, dad wanted you to know that. Yeah. Not that you had shared that piece of information with me. Like a, a second ago. A second ago. Right, And right. not that, like, every HOA is a nightmare. But then yeah. eventually the sitter mentions that, oh, yeah, well, Annabelle is a Yorkie. Yeah. So, oh, oh yes, it was a dog I was so along. happy. And then Cindy's was like, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, dad, your dad is with the dog because, you know, and all guess, dogs go to heaven. And I guess that Yorkie had uh, long, beautiful hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it did all work with the dog. It was consistent with the dog reading, so... Uh, All dogs hit. go to heaven, she literally said. Uh, shout out to my fellow Don Bluth fans. Yeah, Carrie got all excited. Don Bluth. Don Bluth. Uh, someone tried to claim something, and like Cindy immediately shut them down and said, take the postcard. Have you guys discussed take yeah, the postcard? No, that that wasn't mentioned in the first show. No. Okay, yeah. so it was a fun, fun little thing. Postcard. It's pretty much being like, oh, if you feel like some details of other people, it's not entirely clicking and things like that, just take the postcard, which I think means anything I can say might be applying for you yeah. and maybe things may be jumbled so it's like kind of like what i was saying about bingo earlier she's just yeah. encouraging you that like i might be saying shit so please grab a hold on it and right like, but she's like it, i might not be able to read it but like if you hear a detail that's important for you like hold on to that and that's probably right. true yeah she's sort of inviting you to find uh little places that match up without making her do a full reading and then take the postcard is like Okay, you got like a tiny, a mini message yeah. from the great beyond. And now the work is on you to go make a bigger message out of it. Right. On your own time. And please credit me. Thank you. For yeah, that. exactly. Right. So next she wanted to go back to Mario. She had thrown that name out earlier and it didn't really land, but she'd been on the opposite side of the room for a while. So she came back to kind of our side of the room and said, okay, who's Mario? Who's got the Mario back here? All three of us. Have <laughs> had, you- our, had our own variation of a joke. Uh, mine was, uh, I do know a Luigi. <laughs> oh, I said uh, he's pretty two-dimensional, but I know him. That's I think right. I just was like, I, I'm seeing a plumber, uh, <laughs> but married into royalty. Yeah. <laughs> and he's afraid of man-eating plants that comes out of pipes. Does that make any sense to you? He's really into psychogenics. I see, I see mushrooms. <laughs> but the woman on the back claims Mario. Finally, somebody claimed Mario, yeah. But there's a young woman with Mario. Yeah, he was an uncle. And then Cindy asks, did he have a, a traumatic brain injury? And she said no to that. That didn't resonate. She said, boy, but uh, my grandma has Alzheimer's. And Sydney says, no, no, that's not what we're talking about here. And then tries to ask out who Sylvia is or Sylvie. Hmm. And uh, Sylvia the, Brown. Apparently there was an Aunt Sylvia. So. Oh, okay. Now that's a good hit. Yeah. I mean, with the same person? I think so. Okay. Or, or it was somebody nearby. Yeah. She could have oh, okay. done a table Aunt shift. Sylvia is here. Mario's quiet. Cindy says, research whether Aunt Sylvia knows a young woman with a head injury. Uh, Sylvia, alive. So we went from Mario. Someone claimed right. Mario. And now it's, you should ask your Aunt Sylvia if she knows a young woman with a head injury. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, let's resolve the fact that I just had a string of misses and create a little bit of homework for you. Right. I feel bad for these people being sent on these wild goose chases, oh. especially like that guy in the previous show who was told to sail off to New Zealand, I yeah. think, to do research. On his genealogy. Like, oh, really? Should Come he spend on. thousands of his hard-earned money to waste time? I mean, it would be great to go to 
sure. to New Zealand. Yeah. Sounds but fun. Let's not have that be dictated by a psychic and to have a task to go look up some weird, obscure thing about a relative. When that his never great happened. dream might be to go to Vienna. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You go where you want to go with that. Um, you go, boy. She asks if this person knows Chloe. No. Nope. But the woman tries to claim Chloe, and Cindy immediately gives her take a postcard. Because I think she realizes that her time's running out, takes a crowd pulse, checks time, and then, like, I was expecting her to do one last one and, like, try to really nail it, but then she's just yeah. like, it's Q&A time. She really should have done that right after the Annabelle read, because, oh, like, yeah. whether yeah. or not that Annabelle read was good, it really emotionally oh, affected that It was woman. a better mm-hmm. place to mm-hmm. stop. Yeah, I think it just hit Cindy at them. I'm like, oh, I need to figure out what time it is. And then she realized, oh, wow, it's already been like an hour and a half. Crazy how time flies when when you're having fun. So she So kind of the medium part kind of ends on a whimper, in Mm -hmm. my opinion. But yeah, it's Q&A time. I mean, you get a chance to finally answer questions about the afterlife. Yes. This is huge. Yeah, this is where it always occurs to me like, oh, I'm asking you to form a religion. That's true. Yeah, because people want to get hard information about, okay, how does the afterlife work? Because what you're postulating with these visions you're having tell us a lot about what goes on after we die. Yeah. I love that one woman said that she kept seeing the number 818 yes. all the time. Oh my God. This was adorable. I, when I was like, this is insane. She's like, oh yeah, I see the number 818 all the time. And Cindy's like, yeah, that's numerology. And it's you know, it's phone it's, calls from the greater Los Angeles. Well, the woman area. says, I see it on my phone. Yeah. yeah. So, well, she said, she was talking about the clock though. She was saying, like, maybe. I noted. No, she said, like, I notice when it's on my, uh, the, <laughs> now, on my phone. Now, Ross alluded to it. 80818 is the area code for. Southern Fat California. Yeah, a lot yeah. of it. Yeah. Like, even if you don't have it, you're going to see it a lot. But I yeah. think either Cindy knew that or she said, okay, well, somehow we need to spin this off into something a little more arcane. And she was saying, well, this could be a numerology thing. So eight plus one is nine plus eight is 17. One plus seven is eight. So eight is your important number. So you really need to focus on that. And then told her to go find out what eight means because she doesn't know. We would ask our numerologist about this, but uh, we probably won't hear from him again. He doesn't want us to be his friend. No. Yeah. No, that's not happening. And she lands on, you know, a lot of people see 1111. Well, uh, our friend Mike Cleland really Uh, loves uh, repeating numbers, ascending numbers, descending numbers. AKA the owl guy. Right. Symmetrical numbers. So uh, then we learn that in the afterlife, it doesn't matter what your religion is, that Mm -hmm. all of them are equally represented. That's not a barrier for Cindy. Okay, what if my religion says that my religion's the only one? How the fuck do you deal with that, Cindy? Oh, they're still all right somehow. How does that work? Yeah, she gives a real, she kind of alludes that a real soft platitude of everyone gets to experience their own afterlife that they want, and she just gets like, well, mm. isn't that convenient, isn't Cindy? Isn't that convenient? It sounds like how you make sure no one leaves here and never comes back. And guess what else is convenient? There's no language barrier to yep. mediumship. Doesn't matter. She just gets her impressions uh, free of language, yeah. and yet somehow everybody is still named Mary and right, John and Joseph and David. Patrick. Yeah. yeah, she got a lot of questions about how to hone medium skills, and she was just like, don't limit to yourself to how the spirit world can connect to you it doesn't have to just be a reading you know just like you can get messages and songs and anything dreams dreams, dreams are big she, someone asked why do some people come through and others not 
Uh, and she's just like, too many people. Maybe a private reading is what this person needs. But she's like, private reading, sometimes I have a private reading and I can't guarantee what you're going to get. And she's like, if I don't read the person they want to read or if, like I offer refunds and suggest like going to a different person. Oh, yeah. She was being asked if she could give a private reading on the side. And she's not doing that currently. She has been too busy touring. She's all over the place giving comedy performances. So uh, you can't get a private reading with Cindy Kaza right now. Check on her website, though. If she's available in the future, she'll post it. Uh, she doesn't bill it as comedy shows, right? No. Just no. Yeah, comedy I'm just saying that because she keeps showing up at uh, comedy venues. But uh, she was saying that uh, she has a list of other psychics she trusts that mm -hmm. you can get one-on-one -on -one readings with. And at this point, both Ross and Carrie have their hands up because they have good questions. And she calls on Ross. And Ross, what was your question? Well, first of all, does she agree that there are people out there who pretend to have the ability to speak to the other side? And what does she think when she sees that she can't think that because she says we all can talk to the other side right but i hmm that's it i guess maybe if someone's actually if someone's hypothetically though even if someone could connect to the other side and isn't cultivating they, it and is just being like oh yeah. bullshit they cynically you know? are pretending to when right. they're not developing that ability right. they're not the piano virtuoso mm -hmm. but they're pretending mm -hmm. to be i guess yeah yeah that's a that's a good point though but yeah she said oh yeah well i hate when i see that and that makes us all look bad so yeah i would stay far away from people like that but you're making her sound three times as confident as she was oh. you had <laughs> thrown her she was like what well, yeah yes yes people go sure people do that but like <laughs> yeah, it was very sweaty yeah. the response yeah I think she <laughs> soiled uh, herself and then she's like how to prevent that uh, come to events like this see it's real yeah like, continue <laughs> supporting me yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. But you had a question you got called upon a little later. Yes. So I asked her, kind of piggybacking, if you will, huh? on your question from the previous event. Yeah. She didn't betray any knowledge of having interacted with us just yeah. like a week beforehand. So you asked at the previous event, do the ghosts or spirits or whatever get frustrated, frustrated yeah. that they can't seem to communicate very clearly right. through mediums. So I said, so all of us here will be dead one day. Uh, what can we do to make it easier for us to communicate to someone like you? That's a great question. Thank you. Thank you. She thought it was a good question, too. Yeah. And she said, she had never oh, heard it. yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to meditate on this. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that question. Yeah, I wish I thought in the moment to be like, we should all rename ourselves Mary or Joe <laughs> or John. Yeah, I think all of us had, for each of our questions on both nights, like kind of snarky or follow-ups we, co <laughs> oh, we sure. could have included. Uh, Real case story is Staircase of... Wet. Oh, what's that? Staircase Wet? It's staircase the, Wit? Staircase Wet is like the thing when you come up with the perfect line. Oh, I'm glad that has a phrase. Oh, yeah. But in this case, we had the witty replies ready, but we didn't want to be jerks in the moment. Sure. She kind of gets a lot of like, what's heaven like questions. And yeah. Like, oh, and that she, makes sense. She gives like very soft platitudes of like, oh, you know, I can't really see the afterlife or what it's like because we see things in duality and in such good, bad kind of ways and like stuff like that. And she's like, I just experienced kind of a 
different dimensional connection, but I don't actually know what the afterlife is like. Was this the same person who asked her if there was a hell? Someone did ask, I'm not positive, whether or not she gets messages from bad people. And she's like, there's clearly a bad place. And yeah. <laughs> she said there's a flip side to everything. So yeah, you know, there's only good because we can compare it with the bad. This is a huge revelation, Cindy. She passes all this off as if like, oh, you know. Yeah, I don't think like- she wants to accept all of the assumptions that are built into the these answers that she's giving right exactly yeah yeah i agree and uh, it's like girl you're building a religion own it or don't but she said yeah i do occasionally see glimpses of really terrible things but i i just i don't she also says it comes those. in yeah. at a different level as the good people mm-hmm. so i think she says she can kind of dial down getting medium messages and she's like oh like i only get intrusive ones at night when like i'm a little bit more open she's asked if they have jobs on the other side So that question is put to her pointedly. And she answers that, yeah, well, people don't do things like fix cars, but they do help people. They teach children. They do all these kind of community-minded things. What about the person who was dancing? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Who is... Okay, they don't fix cars. Do they fix music equipment? Because your clubs are going to need it. (laughs) One of my favorite questions was when someone asked, how do you prevent yourself from blurting things out that you're seeing from other to people when you're Mm. day in and day out? And Cindy, of course, kind of reiterates that she can kind of close up and like Mm -hmm. kind of prevent those things. But then like Cindy kind of has to explain to this person like social boundaries. Like she's (laughs) just like, oh, I wouldn't do that because it would make the other person uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And make Fair me enough. seem crazy. And it's just like, so I've trained myself to not scream when I'm seeing at people. Mostly a good way to go. But like, what if you walk by someone and their grandpa comes in and is like, I was murdered by her husband and you need to tell her. And you're right. like, ah, she's going to think I'm weird. I was going <laughs> to ask her about like mediumship to solve crimes and whether she does that. But mm-hmm. I, the idea came to me too late. It's, it's a very good point. Like, oh, I should warn them about their impending death. But eh, yeah, they're going to think I'm a real dude. They're buying orange juice right now <laughs> and I really shouldn't intervene so yep. well, too bad about you dying next week <laughs> right loved ones feel or hear thoughts so they can read your mind that's okay. a little frightening yeah cool, cool. Like, truly you know I was never thrilled about Jesus being able to see me when I was in the bathroom but yeah. you know yeah yeah isn't it interesting how like the messages are never about like chiding you for like watching porn or like right. knowing that you're planning an affair or you think you know racist thoughts like that she never she never gets that messaging from people. I think that would be a great shtick for a psychic though to call people out on yeah. that kind of stuff, uh, which makes me think I should become a psychic just so I can do that alternate routine. Right, right. Someone asks about angels. And she explains that it's different than spirits. Angels mm-hmm. are, you know, employees of God or whatever. Yeah. Um, but she's all for him. Yeah. Then she ends and she plugs. So she's going to be on the Travel Channel. You should go to her website, mediumcindykeza.com. I think so. And come to more shows like this. She doesn't do private readings anymore. Not right no. now. Thanks, everybody. Mediumcindykeza.com. Dot com. Promo code ONO. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we need to rate this one because we've done mediumship many times. Well, and we've we've unpacked this performance pretty well. But yeah, yeah, I think we can sum up and say, don't think she's real as a psychic. Yeah. As a medium. She exists. You know. Okay. I wouldn't (laughs) mind seeing a larger sample. Hey, you did come on the better night. She did much better that night. Okay. Cool, cool, babe. I will say, though, the improv appears not to serve hot drinks. So, thumbs down. Boo. Boo. 
But yeah, I had a good time going both nights. And I don't know. I almost feel like we should just make it a regular thing anytime Cindy Case is in town. Yeah. Go to Cindy Case's show. Come find us at the next Cindy Case show that's within eh, 35 miles of Los Angeles. <laughs> okay. That sounds doable. I could do that. <laughs> uh, coming up, we've got a really fun interview. With Susan Gerbic and Mark Edward. We kind of mentioned in the first Cindy Kaza episode that Cindy had mentioned these stings that some skeptical groups were doing where they would set up fake profiles and then expose a psychic for hot reading based on those fake profiles. So uh, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that next week. It's a good interview. Stay tuned. And that was it for her show. We went back out to the the car and got some Starbucks and went home. It was time. Yeah, we didn't we didn't talk to anybody else. We didn't get their feedback on her, but it felt like the audience was more impressed tonight than they were the previous night. The, yeah, oh for sure. The guy next to me, he definitely seemed to enjoy me filling out my card, but he did not <laughs> he did not look impressed afterwards. He got up and it looked like, "Okay, I finally get to go home now." But speaking of other audience members, when I went up to the will call window to get our tickets, I thought that you, Ross, were still standing behind me. Yeah. And the woman giving me my tickets asked me to sign something. And I said, surely. And I signed it. And then I turned around and went, surely, with my my <laughs> hands in jazz hands. Yeah. Because I remembered your grandma's name is Shirley. It's true. Uh, and the person behind me was not you. Well, if that had been a successful cold reading, they would have <laughs> been like, oh my goodness, I came to talk to my grandma Shirley tonight. Exactly. This is amazing. Yeah. I don't even need dead. to go in. That I didn't, e- really good. didn't even need to see Cindy, the crazy lady in line in front of me, just turned around and yelled my grandmother's <laughs> name. Shirley! <laughs> that's pretty good. Anyway. Uh, all right. Well, now that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. This episode was edited by Victor Figueroa. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. You can support this and all our investigations by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate, D-O-N-A-T-E. And Drew, how can people find you? Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Drew Spurs. Uh, you can listen to my uh, and Kate Rath's podcast. This podcast is self-care, available anywhere you listen to podcasts. And then, yeah, any live dates or anything like that, I'll be posting it on Twitter. So come on out. Exciting. You can also support us by giving us a positive rating on iTunes or Stitcher or Overcast or wherever it is you get your podcast. The Next Door app. Doesn't cost anything except for a couple minutes. Uh, just leave a five-star review and say, this podcast read me to a T. Or the next time you have to sign one of those paper guest books, just write like, I love Otto Ross and Carrie. It's a really good podcast. You should listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. These are all good ideas. All good ideas. Tell your friends. And you can follow us on Twitter at Ono Podcast or Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Honrack. There's so many pictures. There's so many articles. There's so many cool things you can do there. And remember. Welcome back. What's up, everyone? Medium Cindy Kaza in the building. I am here in the building. We're We're not in the the building. We're in the car. So what's going on in the news? You get some uh, some skeptics out there, or what? No, it's not about me. You know. No, I know. Well, I guess, I guess. But it's I mean, interesting because it's just like anything. So these guys are running around. Tell me, tell me the story. Okay, so there's an article that came out in the New York Times, like what day? Today's Friday, so I think it was like Tuesday or something, yeah. or I don't know. But oh, look! There's already somebody uh, posting some... the Bible. Thank you. I appreciate yes, that. We appreciate I you. respect your opinion. But um, but we will say goodbye to you. Goodbye. There. Well, and it's okay. You know, it doesn't offend me. <laughs> but, but there was an article that came out, which it's coming from people who are going around and trying to 
prove that psychic mediums are all fake. Maybe not all fake, but right. uh, it didn't say all psychic mediums. But what they're doing is they're going around and um, going to live events and and setting up fake Facebook pages to see if the medium is is using social media to research the people in the audience right. prior to the show. Who has that kind of time? I don't know. But I mean, I don't, but that's right. why I told like I was talking to you about earlier. I'm so glad I work in the venues that I work at because I don't have access to the client list Correct. or Yeah, the you have no sales. idea who's going. I don't even know who's coming. Yeah. So that's interesting, but the thing is is like there's probably some people out there that are doing well, it of course. fake, they're right? They're fake. They're, they're there's frauds in anything. They're fakes everywhere. In, in any fields, right? And Absolutely. there certainly are, but... I mean, look at doctors. There's guys, people that impersonate doctors, right? right? And police. they do real surgeries. That's horrifying. And then they oh go to God. jail. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So there's crazy people out there doing things like that all the time. Yeah. But did they find anybody that was doing it? Were well, they valid in any of the circumstances? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not... I, I, I don't know because I was I didn't see the research I didn't see any of the documents it's like you know they're writing an article and then you're going on hearsay is right. it true or is it not so I don't even want to comment on that but but I think that talking about that sort of thing is really important um, because skepticism I think skepticism is good people should be skeptical and it's a healthy thing you know yeah but not all mediums are frauds. <laughs> I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And we're the hosts of Everything's Coming, Coming Up, Simpsons. Simpsons. Every episode, we cover a different episode of The Simpsons that is a favorite of our special guests. We've had guests that are showrunners and writers and voice actors like Nancy Cartwright. I got a D minus, I passed! And we've also had people that are on the Max Fun Network already. We've had Weird Al Yankovic on the show. I was just uh, struck by how sharp the writing is. I mean, that's yeah. no surprise because it's The Simpsons. But, I mean, like, you can't say that about a lot, a lot, of, a lot of TV shows, particularly ones that at that point had been on the air for 14 years. Find us on MaximumFun.org, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Smell you later. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.